RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Steve Dunthorne. The headlines. Another overnight lockdown ends with no new COVID-19 patients found. Prosecutors tell the top court that judges should, by default, deny bail in national security cases. And Myanmar's military seizes power again, detaining Aung San Suu Kyi and leaders of her party. The government says 460 residents in a lockdown part of Laguna City were tested overnight, but no new coronavirus cases were found. Timmy Sung reports. It was the third time in less than a week that the government imposed an ambush-style lockdown, this time on residents of Block 5 and 7 of the estates in Namtin, where there had been 15 confirmed cases in the past fortnight. The operation finished at 7.30 this morning. Staff visited more than 390 households, and disregarding those flats where residents had already been quarantined, they estimated around 60 households failed to respond, but noted some of the flats may be vacant. The government also condemned violence against the government staff who it says was attacked and injured while carrying out the work. Ms Wong lives in Block 5 of Laguna City and said the lockdown was badly arranged. She said she only found out from media reports that everyone had tested negative. There's a mess because last night I come back around 8 and I note these two blocks have been already cornered off. But nobody answered to me that how the arrangement will be going on. And until around one, somebody cropped my door and informed me to come down to go carry out the testing. But until this morning around eight, I haven't received the result yet. Health authorities are evacuating dozens of people from a housing block in Chunwan after 12 coronavirus cases were found there. University of Hong Kong microbiologist Yun Kwok Young inspected the site this morning. People who live in two flats on each floor above the 18th are being sent to quarantine. Experts suspect that the virus spread in the block's patio and are advising people to close windows that point that way. The Court of Final Appeal has been told that the default position for judges considering national security cases should be to deny bail. As Priscilla Ung reports, the Department of Justice made that argument as it appealed against a lower court's decision to grant bail to the media tycoon Jimmy Lai. Senior Assistant Director of Public Prosecutions Anthony Chow told the court that the crux of the case lies in the correct understanding of Article 42 of the National Security Law, which stipulates that no bail shall be granted unless the judge has sufficient grounds to believe that a suspect will not continue to commit acts endangering national security. He stressed that unlike in other criminal proceedings, the default position is that no bail should be granted. Mr. Chow said that it would be inappropriate for them to mitigate risk to national security by imposing extra bail conditions. Jimmy Lai was released on bail of $10 million on December 23rd last year and placed under house arrest. The Apple Daily founder was also ordered by the High Court not to engage in media interviews and social media postings. However, the Department of Justice sought leave to appeal, saying the original judge had erred in his decision. Prosecutors argued that the responsibility to protect national security is of paramount importance and suspects should be denied bail in the same way as someone accused of murder would be. The Court of Final Appeal approved the appeal application on December 31st and remanded Mr. Lai in custody again pending today's hearing. The hearing is continuing before Chief Justice Andrew Cheng and Judges Roberto Rabiro, Joseph Falk, Patrick Chan and Frank Stock. 
Outside court, Beijing loyalist groups staged a protest to demand harsh punishment, calling Mr Lai a traitor and accusing him of poisoning society. Meanwhile, members of the League of Social Democrats protested to call for the release of, as they put it, political prisoners. Locals are applying for a controversial visa that will allow them to work and study in Britain for up to five years and then get citizenship. UK authorities have said the scheme, which launched yesterday, is in response to Hong Kong losing autonomy after the imposition of the national security law. From later this month, Hong Kong people with BNO passports can apply via a smartphone app, but a number of people were at the North Point Visa Application Centre finalising submissions. Ms Chiang said she didn't have to wait. We have kids and we would like them to go to UK for a new life. One kid is in primary and one kid is in uh, secondary. Uh, because they are young and we would like them to, uh, to start the adaptation early. Ms Chiang says she's moving to join her family who emigrated to Britain under different kinds of visas. She said the application process was smooth and she was in the office for only half an hour. Smooth and quick. I, I run the office, the staff check my document. He reached the window, double check my address, telephone number, and then wait to biomed so quickly. A pro-government legislator says Britain is basically treating Hong Kong people who move there under the BNO scheme as refugees. The New People's Party lawmaker Regina Epp also says the 7,000 people who settled in the UK under a temporary deal ahead of the scheme are second-class citizens because they have no skills and qualifications. The former security secretary told an RTHK programme that she believed Beijing could counter the policy, for example, by stripping those who settled in the UK of their Hong Kong permanent residency. And a government advisor on population issues says it is a double tragedy that Hong Kong is losing talented people while the number of deaths is exceeding births for the first time. The annual population report will be released next month and the British government has estimated that some 300,000 people will settle in the UK under its new BNO visa scheme. Paul Yip from the University of Hong Kong's Department of Social Work and Social Administration says authorities appear to be making Hong Kong less appealing to anybody, even locals. It is very unfortunate. I think it's a double tragedy. We do not have enough people to replace the population. On the other end, we are losing, I think, the quality of people as well. Because of this, Hong Kong may lose this required momentum, I think, to sustain our development. Overseas, the armed forces in Myanmar have seized power after they detained the country's elected leader, Aung San Suu Kyi, and other senior members of the governing party. A statement on the army's television station said all authority had been given to the top military commander, General Menong Klein. Mobile phone and internet services have been cut in the main cities. The BBC's Jonathan Head reports. This dramatic move follows weeks of complaints by the military over alleged fraud in last November's general election, in which Ms Suu Kyi's National League for Democracy won a resounding majority of seats in Parliament and the military's own party performed poorly. The coup appears to be a clear violation of the Constitution, drafted by the military more than a decade ago, and which it promised to honour only on Saturday. International condemnation has been swift and strong, with the new Biden administration in Washington expressing alarm and promising to take action against those responsible unless the military reverses its takeover. 
Tens of thousands of Russians have taken to the streets for the second week running in the biggest protest against President Putin for a decade. Demonstrators in nearly 90 cities turned out in support of the jailed activist Alexei Navalny, denouncing the corruption he exposed. Independent monitors said more than 5,000 were detained, including more than 80 journalists. These Muscovites explained why they were taking part. We would like to live in a free country and country when the authorities hear us. Putin's regime is kind of for a long period of time and it's not what people want, I think. It's not democratic. It's time to stop to live in, in the country where some people are building the palaces for themselves and other people just get the salary of 150 euros. The president of the European Commission, Ursula von der Leyen, has told the heads of six pharmaceutical companies that problems with the supply of coronavirus vaccines must be addressed. There's anger in the EU at the failure of two of the companies, Pfizer, BioNTech and AstraZeneca, to deliver the doses they had agreed to supply. Here's the BBC's Katja Adler. The Commission says it's got an extra nine million vaccines. And of course, every jab counts when people are trying to protect themselves and their families. But this would still bring the Commission well short of the supply that it promised the EU before the end of March. And there really is a lot of anger about because the Commission promised to purchase vaccines on behalf of every single EU country. And it did that. It bought more than two billion jabs, it says, in theory. But in practice, these have been really slow to arrive. And people here look at the UK, they look at the US and they want to know why the EU is lagging so far behind. Israel has agreed to transfer thousands of coronavirus vaccines to the Palestinians amid controversy over whether or not it should include the occupied territories in its vaccination programme. The BBC's Alan Johnston has details. The Israelis have the world's most impressive vaccination programme, but the programme hasn't included Palestinians living under Israeli occupation. Now Israel has said it'll make 5,000 vaccines available to immunise Palestinian medical workers. UN human rights experts have argued Israel is legally obliged to vaccinate the whole population in the occupied territories. But Israel says this is the responsibility of the Palestinian Authority. Turning to financial news on the US Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer has called for an investigation into trading in shares over the last week. Access to some online platforms was temporarily restricted as small investors piled into a limited number of companies, which some hedge funds had bet against. Mr Schumer said urgent action was needed. An effort to manipulate or restrict access to the markets to seemingly give an advantage to wealthiest investors would be reprehensible. We need the playing field not to be tilted against average folks. We must ensure their interests are much better protected as we move forward. And that's why we need a thorough investigation. Despite the action by the online apps, shares in some companies more than doubled in value, leaving hedge funds with big losses. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 28,870, 587 points up on the previous close. Currencies, the US dollar is trading at 104.65 yen, the euro stands at 1 US dollar and at 21 cents, and the pound will get you 10 Hong Kong dollars and 64 cents. Now to sport, here's Atom Jung. We start in the English Premier League where the reigning champions Liverpool are back in the groove. To Salah, into the penalty area, close touch control, left foot oh a shot, brilliant! Gosh. You could tell from the minute he swung his foot, he was heading for the net. 
Mo Salah scored twice to help Liverpool beat West Ham 3-1 at London Stadium to make it back-to-back wins this week. Gini Wijnaldum also scored for Liverpool. They're third in the table, four points behind the leaders Manchester City. Boss Jurgen Klopp says all three goals were high quality, especially the second from Salah. Well, I don't know exactly um, how Mo controlled that. It was a great pass from Shark, but there was still some job to do for Mo, I would say. And um, the first touch was incredible. The first goal is a Mo Salah goal. I'm really happy that he uh, could score in this situation. Um, no, he stayed calm and, and chipped the ball. Uh, I don't think the goalie even could see the ball properly because too many players were in front of him. It's a really smart goal. The second goal, sensational. And the third goal, <laughs> wow, nice team play. So, yeah. It's a massive challenge against West Ham. They not only have the set piece, they have the counter-attacks as well. They were not there as well today because our, our counter-pressing was, uh, was really good. They couldn't counter-attack properly. So, uh, it was a good game. Leicester City missed the chance to go second after losing 3-1 to Leeds United. That puts an end to Leicester's seven-game unbeaten run in the Premier League. Boss Brendan Rodgers says not having the injured Jamie Vardy in the lineup was a big blow. We've won games without Jamie, but that physicality of him and Wilf today, of course, it benefits the, the team immensely. But they're not available, so I can't you know, worry so much about that, to be honest. I have to work you know, the players that we have available. We just um, weren't good enough to get the result today. But what I'm proud of this team is that whenever we, we have lost games, we go away and we look to learn from it. And then we, we stay you know, really positive mind and then go into our next game and look to win. So um, disappointed today for that run to finish. Now we've got to regroup again and, and get that hunger and mentality back to get the result. Chelsea recorded their first win under manager Thomas Tuchel as they defeated Burnley 2-0. Brighton defeated Tottenham 1-0 to go seven points clear of the relegation zone. Finally, in the NBA and a wild finish in Washington where the star-studded Brooklyn Nets were stunned by Russell Westbrook and the Wizards. With less than four seconds left in the game, Westbrook and his teammate Bradley Beal each made a three to cap a stunning victory for the Wizards that finished 149-146. to The two Washington stars finished with 41 and 37 points respectively. Joe Harris scored a career-high 30 points for the Nets, but he also turned the ball over in the dying seconds that led to Westbrook's game-winning three. And as you look at sports... To end the news, the top stories once again. Another overnight lockdown ends with no new COVID-19 patients found. Prosecutors tell the Court of Final Appeal in the Jimmy Lai case that judges should, by default, deny bail in national security prosecutions. And Myanmar's military seizes power again, detaining Aung San Suu Kyi and leaders of her party. The news from RTHK. The government provides public COVID-19 testing services through different channels. Those without symptoms but feel they have a higher risk of exposure can visit designated public clinics or other distribution points to obtain free test kits. Those having compulsory tests can visit community testing centers for free testing. The centres also provide self-paid services to those needing test reports for personal use. If feeling ill, see a doctor promptly and don't go elsewhere. To fight the virus together, we must protect ourselves and others and reduce social contact. Stay at home as far as possible. Avoid social gatherings and don't go to crowded places. Work from home if feasible. Don't shake hands with others. We should also avoid meal gatherings. 
Let's adopt these measures to prevent the spread of novel coronavirus in the community. For more information on fighting the virus, visit chp.gov.hk. So low, people look at me and they know They can tell something is wrong Like I don't belong Well, staring through a window Standing outside, they're just too happy to care tonight Wanna be like them, but I'll mess it up again I tripped on my way in, got kicked outside Everybody is so So full of love, it just comes spilling out It's uncomfortable to see I give it away so easy 